Hello, everyone. Dr. Stillman here with Jim Laird. And today, quote of the day is water is life's mate. Ma I'm messing it up, of course. Water is life's matter and matrix, mother and medium. There is no life without water. Albert St. Georgi said that he discovered vitamin C as well as doing a lot of really other interesting things. And what I wanted to talk about today is how wireless radiation robs people of their energy without them even realizing it. And this uh, topic came to me yesterday when I, I got a new phone. And the new phone, frankly, makes me feel not great. Kind of feel almost like I have the flu when I'm using this thing because it pumps out so much radiation. And I thought initially this must be in my head um, because, you know, I just upgraded from a phone that I bought two or three years ago. And uh, I had never had any problems with it. And very little, very few things can knock me off my game and make me actually feel poorly. And it takes a lot. So I was really impressed that this thing actually made a dent in how I feel. And I haven't really looked at like things like my HRV or my breathing rate or other things that might um, show a decrement in my performance. But you know, the bottom line is because of this new device, I'm using my cell phone less and less. And I'm more on my hardwired devices. And I feel much better. And I don't think people realize the degree to which the amount of wireless tech they're on is just sucking the life out of them. And what I've seen personally with people is that when they go hardwire or they disconnect from their technology and are more um, either hardwired or more in, in person with people or um, just not relying so much on technology, they feel better. They feel a lot better. A lot of their bodily aches and pains go away. A lot of their problems with their focus, with their mindset uh, will get better. And oftentimes when they fall off the wagon and get back into their technology, they'll see the exact same problems that they'd seen improve, reemerge. And a lot of people don't want to hear this because it's it, it strikes them as being very inconvenient. But the reality is that, you know, to me, the writing is on the wall. People are going to realize that as they increase the amount of wireless technology in their lives, they wind up with um, less and less energy and more and more problems as a result of this. And this is not just a matter of problems with your physical body, because what I've also seen is the people who are the most plugged in to their technology are the least um, healthy overall. They have the least healthy relationships. They have the most mental health issues. And this, of course, we've seen taking a really serious toll on young people today as rates of depression, anxiety, sleep problems, behavioral disorders rapidly increase as technology use is increasing. And Jim and I talk about this all the time because we have to bring this up to people in good conscience because we see it giving them so much benefit, uh, even though it's not necessarily the thing that they come to us for or want to focus on most because of how inconvenient it is. Well, and that's the, that's the kicker, right? You know, we've built a business that's uh, virtual. And so we'd battle with this ourselves, you know, we do. and, and I've noticed myself too, you know, the, the more I on my phone, uh, the more I'm in front of a screen, that's, we do the best we can to mitigate it as far as getting outside. But that's, that's the, um, the blessing and the curse about today is we have the ability to, uh, design a life that, that we, you know, want to, uh, we have the ability to choose, uh, for now. And as time goes on, we're going to get pulled deeper and deeper into convenience, but there's going to have to be, and I've said this on the coaching call many times, there comes a point where you're going to have to decide, like, where do I, where do I draw the line? 
you know, and, you know, my line is getting the lights off at night, getting, being outside as much as I can. You know, I, I try not to, I don't use any Bluetooth headphones or anything like that. I, you know, I, I, I try to use the landline as much as I can or the hard line as much as I can on my computer. Um, but I, I think on the other extreme though, this, this is why the fundamentals are so important. Mm. Getting outside, getting high quality food, doing all these other things, stress management, because this wireless radiation is really a stressor that you really, you can mitigate it, but it's never going to go away. Even if you move to the middle of nowhere, they're going to be beaming this stuff down from satellites. But so the, that, you know, a big piece of that is that the magnitude of your exposure, you can radically reduce. Like correct. for example, we had, right. we had some issues with a low Wi-Fi router that we were using. It's about 25 feet away from me. And we replaced that router with, the standard router from Spectrum. And as much as I would like to go back to either something that doesn't have wireless or um, is uh, the old router that I had that was specifically engineered to emit less EMF, uh, right now that's not really an option for a variety of reasons that I won't get into. But just by being 10 or 15 feet away from the router, sure. the exposure is much less. Right. And I've seen so many weird things come out of this. You know, People will see that they get eczema on the hand they use their phone in. People will see that they get, you know, neck pain on the side that they, they're using their phone in. I mean, just all kinds of weird stuff shows sure. up as, a, as an epiphenomenon of using your phone or overusing any tech device um, too much. And this ties back into the water uh, quote that I started with, because what people need to know about water is that water is actually what makes your cells create energy. Structured water in the cell is the cellular battery. The vast majority of physicians, the vast majority of scientists in the biological sciences, sciences anyway, are ignorant of this fact. Even though it's been demonstrated since the 1960s, it's one of these things that they frankly don't make any money or win any grant funding off of knowing and understanding. It's very esoteric, but it, it explains perfectly how wireless radiation can pull energy, practically speaking, out of the body, which is why we see so many people's you know problems improve when they actually fix or just reduce their EMF exposure in virtually any way, you know, just using their cell phone less, just using their computer less, walking outside three times a day, getting the lights off at night, unplugging the Wi-Fi router when they sleep, keeping their phone in airplane mode when it's on their body and they're not using it. I mean, I love having my phone in airplane mode. I think I'm now using my phone in transmit mode less than an hour a day. And, you know, it just feels, it, it feels great, um, which is funny because I wouldn't have been doing that if suddenly the phone hadn't been um, making me feel not well. And that's why our nurse assistant always calls me. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. To get a hold of you. <laughs> so. Yeah, maybe. That or she just doesn't want to bother me. No, I think it's because she needs to get a hold of you and the only, the only way to get a hold of you. Well, you know, that's why I'm going to use Signal on my desktop. Yeah. Very wise. Very wise. Yeah. Well, either here's the battle with this stuff, right? You, you, have, a, you have this. We know it's a problem. How big of a problem? We've got some people that are like, go move into the middle of the of a forest on a mountain because right. the 5G is going to kill you. And then you got people on the other extreme that are like, it doesn't matter. It's not a big deal at all. I think the answer is somewhere in the middle. And it <clears throat> goes from side to side based on, on the person and their, their individual situation, like overall chronic stress. I mean, it's obviously not great. And I think there are ways that we could mitigate and make the technology better that it's, so it's not so hard on our biology. 
But if then if you're too far over here or over on this side where it's like it's going to kill you, I've seen the psychological stress of that overwhelm people and cripple them. Mm -hmm. you know? And and I always walk them off the cliff by they're like, oh, my gosh, I've got this, you know, the Wi-Fi, the 5G, the this, that. And I'm like, what kind of water are you drinking? <laughs> well, I'm drinking tap water. Okay, what kind are you eating? Eating protein every meal? No. Do you go outside and get your morning sun? No. Well, why don't you work worry about that? The things that are going to make you more resilient, as opposed to stressing about something that you can control only in a limited fashion. Mm, right. So there has to be a consideration to the mental part of this, uh, where you you make you get people so worked up about it it becomes a bigger stress than it actually is, even though it might be a stress, right? I think the other important thing is to focus on the long term, because from what I've seen, people who are doubling down on the mainstream strategies of modern life, they're miserable. You know, yeah. just going along with the mainstream narrative the last few years, people became socially disconnected, chronically anxious, depressed. Mm -hmm. Freedom from all of that involves jettisoning this attachment to conventional mainstream narratives and norms that are not serving people anymore because they're not truly based in reality. Right. The EMF problem is a real problem. And what I think is going to happen is that there's going to be a massive backlash against the over, uh, um, over digitization of life. I hope you're right. I, I mean, I think amongst thinking intelligent people, it's already happening. People the, problem, recognize, the problem is there's not many thinking intelligent people left. That's that's, that's true. But, <clears throat> you know, whatever happens next, I think that the thinking intelligent people are going to say, we want a moderate amount of technology in our lives. And we want it to serve us. And we don't want it to be something that someone can use to cripple us in our business and our life and our relationships. I mean, little things that you and I hear from people that are, are new, like, um, I can't remember where I heard this the other day. It was something about uh, uh, men who wouldn't date girls who had Instagram. And the, just, uh, the idea was that they didn't want women to be connected to the world through an app that was giving them constant access to fresh male attention that might distract them from the man who wanted to be the only man in their life. Well, the, ma the massive Rolodex that they have at their access, people around right, the world. Right, exactly. And I mean, I just don't think that's healthy for people to have that uh, have that kind of attention coming to them from digital technology. I mean, we've just seen it distract people from the most important things in their lives. And frankly, frankly, destroy, destroy their lives, destroy a lot of their personal relationships, destroy their, um, uh, and also undermine their social networks because they're living digitally rather than in person. Yes. Yeah. It also allows us to work from anywhere in the world. So it's a, it's a double-edged sword. That is for certain. No, it's true. I think, well, I think the biggest, the biggest problem is what it's going to do to our children. Mm, without a doubt. Children are not, you know, movement in, and, you know, feeling and touching things and rolling around in the dirt. Those are the ways that mammals uh, traditionally uh, develop their brain and their function. And we're taking a lot of that away. And so, it's going to be interesting and, and, and it's obvious. I mean, you know, I've got that, that article on my link tree called um, uh, Animal Madness, where they take animals and put them in a zoo. 
and and take them out of their natural environment and and they go absolutely crazy and we've seen this in different cultures and different societies as we take people from traditional you know yes. cultures into industrialization you know every every industrialization has positives and negatives um, right but you know it's going to be it's going to be very interesting to see what happens because unfortunately the people in power this technology allows them to exercise an authority over people and a control mechanism that has never ever in the history of civilization been available to authoritarians right and, and they're going to be very very reluctant to give that up that's exactly right but people have to say no because what they're trying think, to do with why do you think they're, too destructive. why do you think why do you think they're going after the amish so much right now i know right and what did the amish ever do to them nothing they just don't want to be they just exist in a low-tech world. Yeah, and they hate that because they can't, control, they can't control them. Yeah, the threat to, to children, and this goes back to actually uh, the, the water story, because, you know, one thing that adults don't understand is that their basic behaviors were set up in childhood. And they were set up by exactly those things that you mentioned. And when you pull the child out of the environment, the parent may not understand that they're setting that child up for failure. And then they don't understand why Johnny can't sit still. Johnny can't pay any attention. Johnny is depressed. Johnny is, you know, having explosive outbursts or inappropriate, making inappropriate comments. They don't understand this link back to decisions they may have made with Johnny two, three, four, five, ten years ago. They just thought, oh, the electronic babysitter is a very useful tool. It allows me to get on with my day while little Johnny is entertained and not screaming and crying and, and bothering me. But these, a lot of these effects are delayed, right? Um, a lot of these effects are delayed. And that means, you know, years sometimes. The minor childhood, uh, childhood illnesses that a child may have, the minor behavioral disturbances or abnormalities they may have, that may not be the thing that really wakes you up to the mistakes made in that child's early environment, early development. It may be when they develop a terrible crippling addiction or when they really start to fail in school at a higher and higher level, it's requiring more uh, than just say, you know, uh, passing or, or a moderate amount of effort. And that's what, you know, why we're so bearish on kids using technology, because we are, are very wary of how, I mean, just in our lifetimes, how we've seen it change the abilities of children and young people. I mean, the generation behind me, and even below that has some very scary ideas about what life is supposed to be like. They have a, you know, terrible rates of suicide, anxiety, depression, much worse than my generation, which already had frankly terrible rates of those things already. And so it's well, only getting worse and smart parents have to wake up to that and change the way that they're and not go along with the norm in raising their kids. The, the, the sad thing is, and this is going to sound terrible, but that's okay. The system is designed to do exactly that, that the system is designed to create obedient, um, complacent, compliant consumers like that. That's why I got out of education, because when I started studying who designed the education system and the meaning behind it, it was about creating obedient people that would just do what they're told. They don't want independent free thinkers. So the whole system is designed to make people very easy to manipulate. And mm -hmm. a lot of people don't want to hear that. And it's unfortunate. You know, so that's why a lot of people are starting to homeschool or starting to co-op. That's why communities are going to be so important in the future, because if you do decide to kind of go off the beaten path and do your own thing, 
if you're doing it by yourself out in the middle of nowhere, it's not going to be very, be very good. But if you have a community of like-minded people that you can have connection with and, and, and have a, a culture or a society with, you're going to, you're going to be a lot happier, you know, without a doubt. And not just then, but now, yeah. I, mean, I think people don't realize the degree to which their happiness, their wellness is uh, governed by having appropriate, having meaningful, having um, healthy in-person relationships. Yep. That's and that's the that's the danger too. It, you know, if you isolate yourself too much and you don't have any good in-person relationships or good connections, that's just as damaging as a lot of the other stuff we're talking about. So it's it's going to be it's interesting. This world is is um, it's not as simple as it used to be, unfortunately. It's not, yeah, and it's it's uh, it really all does come back to water, which is one of my favorite topics, one of my favorite subjects to study. Uh, the, the hydrogen bonding networks in water, they have this memory of the light that they've been exposed to, which is why wireless radiation has a negative effect on them. It, it, it creates, or rather it, it destructures water and reduces the power of these networks within your cells to generate energy. But that, that, that means all of the light that we're living under is having a subtle influence on our cellular battery, which is why Jim and I record outside, even though there's sometimes extraneous noises or bugs or other you know, natural hazards. And it's why generally speaking, you know, we spend most of our day working outside. And once you've done that, I don't, I mean, it would be miserable to go back to doing things the way most of my colleagues are doing them in, inside under artificial light with barely any windows uh, for hours and hours and hours, sometimes only taking, you know, the occasional five minute break outside. Yeah, I, I can't do it. That's why, right. I'm that's, why you're building, that's why I'm building a gym in Nicaragua. <laughs> right. You're building a beach on the gym, right? Yeah, I'm building a gym on the beach. Not I know, man. I, well, I keep making that mistake, too. I keep saying uh, beach on the gym, but yeah, I know. People head, know injuries, anyway. head injuries are great. So, Well, this is, you know, the funny thing, though, is like, you know, I haven't had anywhere near as many head injuries as you. you no, not very many people have. <laughs> I know, right? But even I, like, despite that, I, I count myself saying beach on the gym the other day. Now I think it's just kind of funny. Yeah, a little slip of words there. But. So we've got to run. We're doing a webinar with our weight loss coaching program. If you want to find out more about our coaching programs, go to stillmanwellness.com, sign up for our newsletter. You'll be getting uh, emails about our upcoming testosterone webinar. I think that the page for that is almost live. That testosterone webinar is going to be excellent. I strongly encourage you to check it out. Jamie, and you can go to our YouTube and, and set a reminder for that. That's true. You can go to the YouTube, set a reminder. All right, everyone. Thanks for watching. Take care. Have a great day.